0: Hello, Texas Steampunk Connection 3.0 Episode One. Happy New Year again. We're starting up a whole new season for 2018. And we decided we're gonna go over the topic today based on a show that started off on Discovery called Great. Tesla's Death Ray, a murder declassified. It's a really <laughs> right?
1: new show because it's it's only like the fourth episode just came out like Friday. Yeah. You've watched it. And, and we're here to report it to you.
0: It's interesting. So we did some more. Re- I did some more research on Tesla. I read another book, a biography book, and you did some research, too, as well, right? After
1: watching the show, I hit the Internet to, to prove or disprove the stuff they're talking about, all
0: the things they were talking about. Not hard to do, I'm sure, to disprove. <laughs> but it's like, it's, OK, let's start from the beginning. They are saying. That it is possible that Tesla was murdered for the plans for his death ray machine. They're quite insistent <laughs> yeah. that,
1: that he was murdered instead of just killed by natural causes and that yeah, plans he were stolen. <laughs> 83.
0: Yeah, he was 83 uh, years old.
1: <laughs> stolen from his room. And they want to find out who stole them and and prove that it was for the death ray plans. And that's the reason why he was assassinated.
0: Although, in the, OK, I also read a book called Tesla, The Life and Times of an Electric Messiah by Nigel Cawthorn. It's got a good cover. Yeah, it's a really good hey, cover. Looks, he also yeah. I think he also wrote one called Tesla versus Edison, which I haven't read yet. It's well documented. Yeah.
1: The stories there,
0: yeah. Yeah, but there's some corroborating evidence in here that there was a little bit of weirdness with the paperwork in his safe, but not like what they're saying on the TV show.
1: Well, I'd be <laughs> interested to hear about that. Maybe we're jumping ahead of ourselves. Oh, yeah, we're probably but, jumping uh, ahead of ourselves, yeah. Yeah, so they This show is very repetitive and formulaic
0: yeah definitely formulaic
1: if if you are interested in ufos or or uh, <laughs> bigfoot and watch television shows about you know ufos discovered or that there's there's a number of other shows that follow this exact formula that yeah. it, it repeats it's 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 uh Hypotheses, right? And after they, every commercial, and they repeat everything regurgitate yeah. everything they covered last, and give you a little bit more before next commercial break, and it is just mind numbing. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> but <clears throat> oddly enough, well, not oddly, but there's also there's, there's two groups. Obviously, there's one group that's actually situated in Conroe, Texas, and they're they are going to attempt to actually build the Tesla death ray, correct? Right, <laughs> and see if it works and if they can make it work.
1: Meanwhile, and there's the, another group
0: that's out investigating everything.
1: One of them is a Marine, an ex-Marine Navy SEAL or, or something. Right, investigator. He's very he's, he's, he's an ex-Marine guy. If you're into this sort of thing, he's probably the best part of this show. Because he's good-looking. <laughs> he's yeah, a good-looking okay. fella. You can say that, yeah. And then there's this uh, the second guy who's a little older than him, that not is, as good-looking. He's like a historian kind of right, guy. Right, swears but... that he has followed Tesla and researched Tesla since he... Since the age of five or something like that. Which is hilarious because he doesn't seem to know anything about Tesla. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he'll come up with, you know, these these suppositions. And if if you know anything about Tesla, and we know very little, but we've done some reading. Flavio's read this book, and I've watched YouTube videos. <laughs> but we even just that. It's we clear that more, yeah. we know more than this guy does about Nikola Tesla's history, and and uh, mannerisms, and motivations, quite a bit. Right,
0: and, it, and it's just mostly from, I don't, I mean, I never, like, studied Tesla or anything like that. I just kind of knew it by, I guess, osmosis or something. I mean, I just knew stuff about Tesla from, you know, gleaning, you know, from our society, from people we know and talking about them and stuff. I never read anything about them until I read this book. But I still knew stuff in this book. It's like, oh, yeah, I knew about that. I knew about that, you know, okay. kind thing. Okay, all right. One of the things that makes me kind of, Hesitant to believe anything they say on this TV show, was at one point they said that Edison had offered Tesla some money, a lot of money, like fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, to fix a bunch of generators or his um, his DC generators out there. Or whatever. He
1: was he was building DC motors. He couldn't get them to work. Right, and he asked. He told, they he weren't asked Tesla, broken. They were not get them to work properly. Yeah. They, they weren't engineered, and he wanted Tesla to figure out why,
0: how to, how to make these right. things work. Right. That's what the that's what that's what the TV show says. Now this book. Hmm. it's the same thing, well, not really the same thing exactly, they're saying that Edison asked them to make a better arc lighting system huh. similar he filed an arc lamp patent in June and left Tesla to work out the details Tesla completed the job, but his system was shelved when Edison made a deal with dedicated arc lighting company and then, you know of course, that's when, that's when Edison's real asshole showed up, it's like, $50,000 I was just kidding, you don't understand American jokes they said that in both here and in the, on the TV show maybe arc lighting is another way for the generator the dc generation name for it i think because i think this book goes into that a lot
1: i've got the inf- the internet in front of me yeah which is what i did like constantly
0: while this show was on it's like what did they just say let me look that up <laughs> right that's another indication too right there. that edison yes indeed was an asshole he promised Tesla $50,000 for a job and never paid him because he said, I was just kidding. What are you talking about? So that's two sources right there that he did that to Tesla.
1: Here we go. The bet. Tesla insisted he could increase the efficiency of Edison's prototype dynamos. I'm reading from mentalfloss.com. Mm-hmm. Dynamo, so an en- a motor. Right, right, right. Uh, and eventually wore down Edison enough to let him try. Edison, Tesla later claimed, even promised him $50,000, uh, which is like... A lot of money, million dollars in today's money. (laughs) If he succeeded, and Tesla worked for several months around the clock, Tesla was known to not sleep. Right, he says he
0: claimed to only sleep like two or three hours a day, and once a year he would sleep maybe five hours to rejuvenate himself. According to this book,
1: (laughs) (laughs) when you become a full-fledged American, you'll appreciate an American joke. That's, Edison said.
0: That's okay. That's so that's three sources. And offered where he said him
1: that. offered him a ten dollar a week raise instead.
0: See, but that was saying it was and, a bet. They didn't say anything about a bet in this book, and they didn't say anything about a bet in the, on the TV show. I, it was a job wrong. offer. Well, in, he was working book. for Edison, right. you know, until until this till so this is pretty much what broke Dynamo him up. thing. Yeah, this is pretty much what broke him up. Everything I read about Tesla in this book, he I mean, he's obviously a brilliant man. He invented or at least come up with the concept of almost everything we know of today. Airwaves. I mean the Internet, he hacked in his head. He didn't just say the internet, but he was saying he wants to invent the way to transmit pictures and words freely through the air. That's what we're doing now with our phones, which is which, which
1: right? Which is uh, uh Wi Fi and cell phone towers, yeah,
0: exactly. The internet is still wired, so we're but, still behind
1: but, what Tesla,
0: but, well, had well, the Wi Fi is about. connected to the internet, you know, sure, but, anyway, but so essentially, but. But he was talking about you know having stations every so distance that would transmit the information, which is our basically the Wi-Fi towers, you know, right? Cell phone towers, cell phone towers, yeah. and Wi-Fi towers. Yeah, but yeah, he invented all he invented all that <laughs> idea. Although other people, <laughs> all indications, that, yeah, he's a brilliant man. But he was a terrible businessman.
1: Well, he wasn't. He didn't have any interest in right. in in business. He was interested. In, I mean, he was interested in business so much as businesses could give him money so he could right. continue to to make things. Once it was made. He was you done. You just wanted to give it to people. Right? Yeah. That wasn't really and, – and that was something they talked about on the show, that Tesla was very secretive, that he didn't want to give out inventions, and that he put a lot of his work in code. Right. And I didn't find any of that. Yeah, I didn't either. Anywhere on the internet.
0: The closest I found was in, in the book at one point he, just, he claimed – or he talks about how when he comes up with an idea in his head, he doesn't do prototyping or – you know, he doesn't write a lot, of, he doesn't draw everything down, everything. He pretty much figures it figures figures it all out in his head and then just builds it and it works first time. So but, I mean that could be why his notes are probably incomplete a lot, cause he didn't write everything down.
1: He didn't write everything down. I, I've also found uh uh sources that suggested he he wrote everything in English, but his handwriting was kinda bad. Yeah. And he wrote really small. So
0: it's hard to read. Yep.
1: That's not the same as a code. True. <laughs> But it has the same effect a little, I guess
0: yeah, I mean my, my my handwriting's pretty bad. it's hard to read. sometimes I can't even read my own handwriting <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> and also it, he was not reclusive. The Discovery Channel thing keeps going on and on about how right. reclusive he was and how he didn't like people and blah 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 right he had some fr- he had friends he had friends, and oh, he was a socialite yeah and and He's,
0: he always dressed immaculately, according to the book here
2: and he, he did saying. he did publicity stunts mm-hmm. Like he did a he 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 basically invented the first radio controlled little yep boat. Boat. It control was a boat boat yep. and he wanted to do a big <laughs> unveiling of it in in the park in New York and he put out a press release and mm-hmm. this and that and the other thing so yeah he wanted he wanted publicity he wanted the world to know what he was doing he was not reclusive in any way yeah I, well I heard
1: the... about specifically about that boat when people saw it. <laughs> They didn't believe it. Right, they thought there was a little man in there. There's a little man in there. The boat was, you know, if you can imagine a remote controlled boat at, yep. uh, like, the zoo, right. that's the size of the boat he
0: was yeah, working with. it was a pretty with. big size boat. But... Well,
1: not, not big enough for a person. No, no,
0: definitely not. <laughs> but, yeah, the people thought it was witchery, witchcraft, or whatever.
1: And if you've seen the picture of Tesla in his lab in Colorado Springs, with that lightning all mm-hmm. around him, and he's sitting there.
0: That was fake photography. What? Really? Yeah, no no said, no 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 they said at least three times in this book that it was um it was like time lapse photography kind of thing that they did okay
1: <laughs> that that might have been time lapse yeah. photography for, but he had for invited the press lightning. is the point but yeah, yeah he would yeah. that was a stunt mm-hmm. that he would get the press in to see him sitting around while lightning is striking right, all around him
0: yeah because at the same time I think Edison was trying to prove that AC was dangerous so he was trying to prove right, that right. it wasn't dangerous and there, he did like another presentation where he would like you know light up um, like, like's not necessarily neon lights, but the the predecessors of the neon lights that we have. Th- they're effectively fluorescent yeah, lights. Fluorescent lights. Fluorescent tubes. With his hands and everything, and and at one point they, <laughs> the, the people he was presenting to ran away because they thought it was rich witchcraft. <laughs> like that's like, we're out of here, <laughs> you know. It's like, yeah. But actually, in the end of it, toward the end of his life, when he was in his 80s, he did a little bit come a little bit. He did become a little bit reclusive. But I mean, this is like the last two years of his life. I think he started. becoming Well, he was reclusive. hit by a
2: car, and then he had pneumonia for like yep. ever.
1: Yes, I, I agree that at the end of his life he did. But he, uh, he was yeah. less interested in people and more interested in pigeons.
0: <laughs> that pigeons were mentioned in here. They're talking about one specific and, one that was beautiful. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't want to focus on that because but that wasn't. Also, that was also in the later in his life when he started becoming more. When, when, you, when you're
1: very old, yeah. you know, you get a little uh, peculiar. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. He was still brilliant, and was still talking about. Free free
0: electricity for everybody. That, he, that was his, he, was, he was obsessed with that, yeah. Definitely he, obsessed he, with that.
1: To his, to his dying day, he was asking for money from J.P. Morgan or anyone who was interested
0: to get this thing going. What else
1: can we talk about? A lot of
0: people, I mean, what would what, what happen is people would steal his patents or steal his ideas and yeah. patent it. Um, RCA, which was Mussolini, not Mussolini, Marconi, Marconi claims that made the f- discovered radio waves or did the first transmission first and everything. But Tesla didn't know because <laughs> it turns out M- Marconi later admitted that, yeah, he used one of Tesla's coils to do it with. But RCA, of course, we still, we all know RCA, that company. It didn't start off RCA. It was Marconi and some other, some like two other companies and they merged to become I RCA. I-,
1: I heard, I read that, uh, Rockefeller was just giving Marconi the, Tesla's patent plans mm-hmm. saying hey look at this right here's here, here's this this to solve that problem you were having it, you know he was just feeding him all along to get Marconi to get to that mm-hmm. radio transmission but yeah yeah uh, decades later history has corrected itself does those were all Tesla's designs Tesla's da- created radio
0: yeah but everyone, everyone was getting everyone else was getting Nobel prizes way before Tesla ever did mm-hmm. off of Tesla's work for the most part. I mean, um, he invented the the he found out X rays. He figured out X rays, mm-hmm. the electric motor, the remote control, radar, fluorescent tubes.
1: He was doing doing X ray X rays what we what we consider m- medical X rays at fifty yards. Yeah, <laughs> be- before before the, the the person who patented the X ray, just as as one example.
0: Yeah, I mean, but as brilliant as he was, he did have some crazy ideas. Like he he was pretty certain he can talk to Mars, or he wanted to talk to Mars, you know. Because Mars was very hot, right? Yeah, uh, it was a big thing. The
1: turn of the century, he, we had just gotten to telescopes that could see the what, the can, what were like the, called the canals, canals yeah. on Mars. Mm-hmm. I heard that was a mistranslation, but if there were if there were canals on Mars obviously there were Martians who made those canals was the logic at the time and one of the reasons Tesla thought he was hearing transmissions from space and presumably which had to be Mars because that was the right, thing, right of course yes, yes. Uh, as he was developing sat- uh, antennas powerful antennas to pick up radio signals he, he developed radio he's got to fi- figure out a receiver and one uh, and, and he was getting more and more powerful a- antennas to to do that. Uh, one of them, if you'd like to go online, uh, <laughs> it was called the what we now call the Tesla Spooky Antenna.
0: <laughs> yeah. he built one in Colorado, and in here he turned it on and he received the signal. Mm-hmm. But at the time, Marconi claimed that it was him that <laughs> sent that signal. But it's like, but Tesla's like, well, you don't have a transmitter powerful enough to reach where i was so mm-hmm. they still don't know where that signal came from at this point and that's what you're kind of looking up at the, the spooky antenna right
1: so uh the it, it's a very simple design you can make your own tesla spooky antenna at instructables.com i tried to make it i haven't gotten mine to work yet oh no which okay. was very frustrating <laughs> for me it doesn't have a lot of parts but you, it, it does give you opportunity to go on YouTube and watch other people's Tesla spooky antennas and see what they're picking up. You have to really crank the gain, put an amplifier on it right, right. so you can hear stuff. But you can hear the 8 hertz vibration of the universe. <laughs> okay. The, the the theory is that the original Big Bang created right. a vibration, right, which you can still pick up on antennas particularly Tesla's spooky antenna. And you can pick up other (laughs) weird things, just weird stuff. The antenna is uh, susceptible to to light. You might call it interference, or you might call it, you know, you're listening to light waves transferred to uh, sound waves. But just a lot of weird things. And uh, if you continue down that rabbit hole, you'll find people who are making... uh, what they call a spirit box. Yeah. I have no idea what's in that box I, or <laughs> how, it, how it relates to Tesla's antennas. But you pick up weird, just weird things that do sound like, just as Tesla described, two people speaking to each other in a language you cannot understand. And Aliens, yeah, that's what it is, right? <laughs> I don't know what it is. It, it doesn't sound like you're picking up like random radio signals mm-hmm. of people so it feels talking. So like it actually
0: sounds like an actual conversation back and forth, is what you're saying? Right,
1: right. Okay. It doesn't sound like pieces of different transmissions mm-hmm. that are schlepped together. It, it, it's nothing like that. And I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, some people think it's it's spirits talking to, to mm-hmm. you and you can converse with them. Or, you know, radio See, signals like, well, like, from, like Ed- from Ed- Edis- space. Edison at
0: one point was trying to make a telephone to talk to the dead at one point yeah yeah you know, it was a hot commodity yeah, definitely right? but uh, sounds, spiritualism sounds like Tesla got closer than anybody <laughs> of Don't course know. he didn't believe in that he did not believe in spirits or or the soul or anything like that back to I guess back to the show they're talking about his death ray for the most part
1: right oh and, my and in, god in if book, you could if you took a shot every time they said death ray yeah you would be blackout drunk in one episode <laughs> he, right because mm? <laughs> I mean, we tried no no
0: we didn't uh, no <laughs> <laughs> My liver. In this biography book, they cl- Tesla claims that he did build one and test it. But there's oh, no I've, evidence of it, hap- of, any- of it anywhere. But he you says he built it. You want to bet? You want to bet? What? That he didn't or did? Oh, he did. Okay. I have pictures. <laughs> well, I mean, well, there was one that he built um, that was like he was trying to get built, but he ran out of mm-hmm. money for a while. But he built like a smaller model for it th- as a test. Anyway, but unfortunately, Tesla had – a problem of not paying his hotel he lived in hotels for the most part in fancy hotels and he had a problem of not paying them so he would get kicked out and he'd go to another hotel and the (laughs) site where the big death ray was being built he gave it as collateral to this hotel that he owed that he owed money to and they went and just they dismantled it and they sold off all the crap inside (laughs) and he sued him for it but he lost because he said because he goes i didn't give it to you it was in collateral for until i paid you back but they were like no you gave it to us it's ours now and they tore it apart and blew it up it's just i mean so that that got dismantled he was the, the big one that he was trying to build to protect the, you know that the seaboard and show it off didn't didn't happen but he claims he built a smaller model and tested it is what is what i'm saying
1: so i have information that suggests there's more to this so uh, this is fairly late in his life, in, in the 1930s, I think 1931, Tesla initially announces to reporters at a press conference that he is on the verge of discovering an entirely new source of
0: energy. Yep, he says that a lot in his in this book. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> he said that almost every birthday party that he, speaks he <laughs> made. Uh,
1: and that uh, the idea first came upon me as a tremendous shock, and I can only say that at this time, it will come from an entirely new and unsuspected source. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't tell you anything, but right?
0: Like I said, he liked to he liked to showboat. Yeah, according to does. So he made a similar speech to that almost every birthday gala that they threw him. <laughs> you know, and he's like, "I'm close. It, it'll, it won't be that long until I can mm-hmm, unveil it." Kind mm-hmm. of thing. He would say that all the time. So, 1934,
1: the Nazi Party is starting to grow more powerful. Yeah, you know, everybody is 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 paying attention to the potential for war coming. On the 11th of July, 1934, the headline on the front page of the New York Times reads. Tesla, at 78, bears new death beam. The article reported that the new invention will send concentrated beams of particles through the free air of such tremendous energy that they will bring down a fleet of 10,000 enemy airplanes at a distance of 250 mm-hmm. miles. Tesla stated that the beam make war impossible by offering every country an invisible Chinese wall.
0: Well, it says here, I- the vanishing death ray. In 1937, Tesla had claimed that he had built his death beam, saying, It is not an experiment. I have built, demonstrated, and used it.
3: Mm-hmm. Only a
0: little time will pass before I can give it to the world. At the time, he he did have two secret labs where journalists were not allowed. There is, of course, a conspiracy theory to account for the missing model. When the safe in Tesla's room was opened, the locksmith was asked to change the combination. Inside the safe, it was locked again Was a set of keys and Tesla's 1917 Edison medal. Edison the new combination was given to Korsinovic. And no one else.
1: That's his nephew.
0: Yeah. When the safe was finally shipped to Belgrade and opened some 10 years later, the metal and the keys were missing. The metal has never been found, but the keys were found in one of numerous cases of documents that occupied the safe in the shipment. According to the Office of Alien Property, mm-hmm. there was an Office yep. of Alien Property back in the day.
1: Now, recognize, they're the ones who took all of his documents mm-hmm. and his safe right. just a, no- a couple of days after his death. And then... 11 years later, sent them to Serbia or Yugoslavia, whatever it was
0: at the time. Well, it says here, this is, mm-hmm. this is, this is where the people on the TV show are getting their, their conspiracy. Okay. All right. Agents from the FBI came to open the safe in Tessa's room and read his papers mm-hmm. in case there was anything in them that might aid the war effort. However, Hugo Gernsberg, Kenneth Swe- Swezy, Sava Korsinovic, and George Clark of RCA had already entered the apartment. While Gernsberg went to organize a death mass, the other three had the safe opened by a locksmith with representatives of the hotel management present. The FBI said that the valuable papers were taken. However, the hotel management said that Kasanovic only took three pictures and Swayze took the testimonial book created for Tesla's 75th birthday. However, Kasanovic was sure that somebody had already gone through the, his uncle's effects. Technical papers were missing, along with a black notebook he knew that Tesla kept. It, continued several hundred, it contained several hundred pages of notes, some of which were marked government. So pe- papers were missing even before the FBI got there.
1: <laughs> I couldn't find I couldn't find that information in my online search. I'm glad you're finding it in this book mm-hmm. because I was super confused as to why the Discovery Channel guys had any reason to think anything was stolen. Because I did find FBI documents mm-hmm. stating that the gentleman you mentioned, Swayze, and Clark and Kasanovich, his nephew, mm-hmm. came and had the had the safe opened they did take some documents which they stated later what they took and i assume they gave it back because they were looking for his will among other things but nothing in the fbi document that i'm looking at suggests that documents were
0: otherwise missing right well this this here states that some were missing even before kasanovic got to it you know they're saying there was a notebook taken and some and some other papers were missing well
1: the the safe wasn't broken into previous to the locksmith coming or it would have
0: been noted i know I, right? I that's what i'm saying that's what it sounds like to me unless <laughs> unless I'm, there was another locksmith involved
1: you know yeah, well, that that's
0: possible i guess but uh,
1: yeah i don't know i mean if, if if a guy can hike 24 automatic weapons to a hotel <laughs> in las vegas and nobody notices yeah what could have happened here who knows but that
2: Okay, the
1: so very short, mm-hmm. and nobody's there are no witnesses to anybody else going into the room.
2: I have a book called Nikola Tesla Imagination and the Man That Invented the 20th Century by Sean Patrick. Mm. And this one, this book alleges that Tesla was frustrated by the lack of interest in his super weapon to end all war, and that Tesla sent detailed schematics to a number of allied nations, mm-hmm. including the U.S., Canada. England, France, and the Soviet Union, none were willing to make the investment required to build the device.
1: I could back that up. That was in 1937. I'm reading from a PPS article, just probably quoting the same sources. clear that the war would break out in Europe and frustrated that his attempts to generate interest in the U.S. with J.P. Morgan and Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain wasn't interested. He just started sending them out to allies, which included... The U.S., Canada, England, France, Soviet Union—yep, which uh, was which, before, was, an, which yeah. was an ally at the time. They were yes uh, during World War II, and Yugoslavia, which is to say, <coughs> uh, Kasanovic's homeland. So one of the one of the episodes in in the show, they're trying to pin the assassination on Kasanovich, his nephew. But if the plans were already sent to Yugoslavia, Kasanovic doesn't have any reason to to. to this is true. Steel them. Right. Right. Uh, they also tried to pin on the Russians, he who was he trying. had already sent. The <laughs> he was right. trying
2: to give this away, and nobody wanted it exactly. because apparently the cost to build it was somewhat prohibitive.
0: Yep. and this is a picture. Of, I have a picture of a tower here that's on, on Wardenclyffe that was supposed to be part of the death ray, but they, they got taken down by the hotel. But this was actually his first tower that he built to try to transmit radio signals across the Atlantic. This is not the death ray tower. That's right. That's what it was.
1: I don't see any difference between the death rate power and a Tesla coil. Mm-hmm. I mean that that is his power source for anything he builds. Right.
2: What about the black box?
1: The black box.
0: Give me a little more information. You haven't
2: heard about the black box?
0: No. What's a black box?
2: Oh my goodness. <laughs> the black box. In 1932, the Pierce Arrow automobile manufacturer and George Westinghouse commissioned Tesla to develop an electric motor to power a car the motor he built measured a mere 40 inches long 30 inches across produced about 80 horsepower under the hood was the engine a small 12 volt storage battery and two thick wires that went from the motor to the dashboard tesla connected the wires to a small black box which he had built a week before with components he bought from a local radio shop (laughs) we now have power he said This mysterious device was used to rigorously test the car for eight days, reaching speeds of up to 90 miles an hour. He let no one inspect the box, cryptically said that it taps into a mysterious radiation, which comes out of the ether. The energy is available in (laughs) limitless quantities. The public responded superstitiously. He was very insulted, took his black box with him back to New York and spoke (laughs) nothing about it again.
0: (laughs) So he invented the electric car. Yeah, yeah,
1: he yeah. invented the electric car, which now Tesla Motors has electric cars. I think that's fascinating, right? But the black box wouldn't be a power source; it's a power antenna, right? No and one knows, or maybe it was, well, it, it was. A- I, I, my supposition is that that it's a black power antenna, and the power is actually being generated from the ether. It, <laughs> it's being generated through Tesla coils, and being stored in the ether it all, it all gets very technical and Tesla. uh <laughs> that I, I i don't have enough
0: understanding to, right. to go into it well i mean there was some there was some they did they did the the, the ether or the ether or whatever it's been disproven that it doesn't really exist tesla uses
1: the word ether as anybody did at that time to right. talk about empty space and he's specifically made, talking about empty space around the earth at a certain height, which I don't remember, and didn't mean a lot to me. But if you do more research into Tesla's Wardenclyffe Tower and his free energy theories, you'll you'll come across it.
0: Yeah, that was that was his biggest. What he really wanted was to give us wireless transmission of power, right, for yeah. free to everybody. <laughs> you know, and it's weird. It's a lot of stuff that he says in here, predictions and stuff that he thinks I see in the future. We're gonna do blah 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 we're doing it now it's amazing mm-hmm. you know
1: some of it the parts that you can build for that's true
0: yeah <laughs> very true but yeah this is uh, it's just amazing this man he's he every i mean it's just like he would go broke he would have nervous breakdowns and i think he was giving himself electroshock therapy before they even yeah. had, had electroshock therapy oh yeah
1: <laughs> a little a quick pick-me-up yeah he'd call it <laughs>
0: Wendell's Ambition
1: Pills for Weak and Nervous Men. For a long time, we have hesitated to advertise Ambition Pills, fearing that this remedy might be classed with the many fraudulent preparations in the market. A single trial would convince any sufferer that we have a positive cure for impotency, sleeplessness, enlarged veins, and nervous stability, which includes troublesome dreams, evil forebodings, losses, despondency, and aversion to society. Caused by overwork or other excesses. Especially recommended in cases of long standing and where other remedies have failed. Only reputable druggists can secure agency. For a short time only, the price will be a dollar per box, six boxes with guarantee for $5. Prices will be soon doubled. Sold by H.W. Mordhurst, 74 Calhoun Street, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Let's go back to the show, the Discovery Channel tesla conspiracy show the first group you talked about in conroe texas trying to recreate the tesla death ray all they have starting out is like one diagram Mm -hmm. that tesla made that they presume is the death ray and it made that that immediately set me off as this show was crazy (laughs) because i'd done a little bit of research into the death ray before just you know Curiosity, because it's, yeah. because I don't want to do work and so I'd rather search <laughs> the internet and I could find more information on the death ray than they had because if if you do a simple search on the internet you'll find two pictures one they had right and a second one apparently they totally missed even though
0: it's on the internet it's right there <laughs> anywhere on the
1: internet and the first picture they had is basically it's a t- tesla coil it's the power source right and the second is the actual sort of particle beam projector, which they don't have. And as far as episode four, they never make one. And by episode yet, four, yeah. they say they've made a working model of the of the particle beam, and now they're building a bigger one. They didn't build a bigger. Uh,
0: no, no, yeah, they just they zap the watermelon with a, with electricity.
1: They threw it up there, and <laughs> yeah. you know, it was in the range of the, oh, the undirected electricity, and yeah, blew it up. Right whoopee
0: <laughs> that just and, I mean, struck me the other the other investigator ones they go all the way they go all the way to the tesla museum in in his in serbia? In serbia you know which i guess I,
1: was yugoslavia at that back yeah. in the time to- at the time Wars. we're talking about
0: yeah but it's like but still they're like and everybody there is all hush hush oh you can't get into the archives we don't let anybody into the archives and blah this and blah that real conspiracy you know, yeah. like, what's your interest in this man? You know, why, why are you talking about his. Casanova? His, his, his Kas, I forget. Kasanovich? Kasanovic. Why are you interested in Kasanovich? You know, right. like. <laughs> and I. Y- trying to yeah. make it seem like
1: he was some big super spy or something. You and know. Erica and I are watching that, and they're like, wow, they got really, you know, guarded when we brought up Kasanovich. It's like, they're not guarded. They're just confused why you're trying to sully a perfectly good man's <laughs> right. yeah, name. Or, or why are you talking about guy? They're not this giving guy? you any information because there isn't any. And and why should they? (laughs) One guy in their interviews, I, I loved it. He said, you're trying to make this more complicated than it is. Yeah. And that was the most brilliant thing I've heard in the show for four episodes, it's
2: like, you're damn right. This isn't like you go to the Liberace Museum and suggest to the little old ladies that run the Liberace Museum that Liberace was gay. And they give <gasps> oh, you a no, big, yeah. and they give you a big reaction about you know why are you saying such terrible things. It's just like why are you saying this random dude's name? Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean that was the that was the impression that like, I got. Why you,
0: oh, yeah, why do you care about this guy? Who is he? You know, he's nobody. Yeah, <laughs> kind well, of thing.
1: It's not that he was nobody, but he wasn't. You know. An assassin? Yeah. He was his nephew. I'm sure he cared about his uncle. Exactly. I mean, he's the first person who came to visit after he passed that we can definitely say
0: for sure came (laughs) to visit. (laughs) Um, And because of that, that's why the people on the show think that he stole all the papers or the important papers. uh, You know?
2: (laughs) It was was Donald Trump's
1: uncle.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tell that story. Oh, that's right. You said you had a connection between
1: Tesla and Donald Trump. This is just weird. After Kasanovitch and his friends come and open the, the safe and get some documents and make the death mask, then the FBI comes. But the three spooks who come to investigate and take all his documents had some very interesting names,
0: some, <laughs> some very familiar names. Yeah, I don't think it, they never mentioned the FBI names in, in the book I read. Their names were not listed.
2: You may have heard Donald Trump mention that he has a genius uncle who taught him everything he needs to know about nuclear weapons (laughs) and physics. And apparently this person's name, coincidentally, after Tesla died, none other than electrical engineer and military technology researcher John G. Trump was on the uh, task force that was set to pick up and examine Tesla's effects.
0: Yeah, yeah, the FBI took, they went and confiscated all his stuff. They went to all his different laboratories and everything, and they they looked they they looked at it all, and made sure it wasn't dangerous or you know state secrets or whatever. But they you know they examined it all, and then they released it to the Tesla Museum in <laughs> in Serbia. Oh, it wasn't that simple. Well, I know it took I time. Mean, it took over eleven years, and yeah. the
1: CIA was created within that time yeah. to, and among other things, make this investigation right, right.
2: Um, for some reason this is the part that's kind of a little bit confusing is Tesla was a was an American citizen yes at, and by it this was a point the Department of
0: alien affairs or something right like he that. had
2: taken he had you know taken the the oath of citizenship he was a full uh, uh, American been citizen, a citizen for, for 50 years by then yeah. right he took the oath of citizenship when he was something like 35 years old and he died at 80 something so mm-hmm. yeah he had been an American citizen for most of his life but for some reason the FBI's they called in the, the Office of Alien Property.
0: Yeah, the book here doesn't really go into it very much. They mentioned that department, and they say the, only, the one possible reason, I'm not saying it was the reason, the one of the possible reasons they did that is because his nephew wasn't a U.S. citizen, and he was the recipient of all the stuff. OK, so that,
2: that's, okay. You know. so Dr. John Trump was an electrical engineer and he was with the National Defense Research Committee oh. of the Office of Scientific Research and Development, was called in to analyze the text Tesla papers in the OAP custody, did a three day investigation. And he concluded that Tesla's thoughts and efforts during the last 15 years were primarily of a speculative, philosophical and somewhat promotional yep. character. Often concerned with the production of wireless transmission of power, did not include new, sound, workable principles or methods for realizing such results.
0: I can confirm that is what it says in this book as well. Yeah.
1: Nothing to see here.
0: <laughs> Meh. Move along. Yeah.
1: Now, obviously, the government didn't buy that. Not they exactly, still yeah. took all the documents hmm. and <laughs> went hmm. over them and didn't give them back. Right. But like you you said,
0: Tesla had already given out the plans for his death ray Mm -hmm. to all the allied countries at the time. So there was no secret about it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that 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 was the weird part. I want to go back into that since since you brought it back up,
1: because your suggestion was nobody picked it up and nobody funded it. But I don't think that's true. I'm, again, reading from the PBS article. It lists, of all the countries to receive Tesla's proposal, the greatest interest came from the Soviet Union. In 1937, Tesla presented a plan to the Amtorg Trading Corporation, an alleged Soviet arms f- front in New
0: York City. <laughs> like, that, that sounds kind of sketchy when you put it like I, that, yeah, arms front. <laughs> it is kind of sketchy.
1: Two years later, in 1939, one stage of the plan was tested in the USSR, and Tesla received a check for twenty five thousand dollars so somebody is working on it and somebody is paying him off and i doubt no i have no doubts that he needed that money to pay for his hotel bills he
0: just gave money away sometimes money was nothing to him although he needed it and he wanted it to to fund his research but he 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 was pretty negligent negligent when it came to paying his hotel bills
1: Uh right (laughs) I believe by 1941, I believe, Tesla made the announcement that his particle beam weapon was no longer an experiment, that it was working, functioning, and he had used it. So we have to kind of presume that the people who funded and and built this particle beam uh, weapon were the Russian, was the Soviet Union by then. And I think that's very interesting. I even found a picture of the complete—not a photograph, but a sketch of the completed particle beam weapon. I don't in think Russia. I've seen this picture. <laughs> uh, if you go to, I'm gonna read read this. Proof that this device was given to the Soviets has been established by such individuals as Colonel Tom Bearden, who points out that the May 2nd, 1977 issue of Aviation Week displays a picture of a Soviet particle beam weapon along with the accompanying 700 word article that is almost a carbon copy of the picture in Tesla's 1937 patent application, which has been published in the ITS 1984 Proceedings, which they talk about earlier in this other article. So I thought, wow, that's certainly interesting. Uh, let me go look that up, because yeah. And yeah, it. To yeah. Ho- honestly, if you want to read the article, you have to Buy an online subscription to Aviation oh, Week. Okay. But even without doing that, you can do a search archive.aviationweek.com issue, forward slash issue, forward slash one nine seven seven oh five oh two. It's got uh, editorial by Robert Holtz, Beam Weapon Threat, and Soviet Push for Beam Weapon by Clarence A. Robinson. You scroll down and you'll see. A two-page spread of the beam weapon, a drawing okay, yeah, of yeah. it as a satellite in space, you know, shooting at something or another. I can't read the article on this page, but I bet if I searched further I could find the article's right. text for free. But it's there. Now here you can see basically the Tesla coil. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And from the back there's the particle beam emanate okay, gun parts. Yep, yep. Yeah, and we'll, just we'll sort definitely of a have to post that on our site. And and it's shooting it something something, and uh, the suggestion is that the U.S. has been trying to catch up ever since, <laughs> if you remember in the eighties, Star Wars Reagan Institute. Star Wars initiative. Yep, that's
0: mentioned in this book as well. That was um, that whole death beam thing was was uh, the precursor and started the whole we need to, we need Star Wars that, that Star Wars program, um,
1: possibly because we were behind. Yep, and we. Either we were behind the Russians, or at least we thought we were behind the Russians.
0: According to this, we kind of just thought we were. Although at one point, okay, in World War I, British inventor Harry Grindle Matthews claimed to have invented a diabolical ray that could be used against Zeppelins.
1: That sounds...
0: In the early 1920s, both the British and the French governments showed an interest. In 1924, he went to New York, where he met Hugo Greensburg and probably Tesla. Howard Greensburg and Professor W. Severinghouse, a physicist from Columbia University, tried unsuccessfully to duplicate his findings. Tesla was not convinced. In 1934, he said, It's impossible to develop with such a ray. I worked on that idea for many years before my ignorance was dispelled, and I became convinced it may not be realized. He was uh, working on something that said it was entirely different. This new beam of mine consists of minute bullets moving at terrific speed, and any amount of power desired can be transmitted by them. The whole right. plant is just a gun, but one of which is incomprehensible superior to the present.
1: <laughs> That's why we're calling it... We Constantly be calling it particle beam mm-hmm. and not a laser or right, what have you. Minute Tes- bullets Tesla- could be particles. Yeah, Tesla actually developed a laser as well. It wasn't a laser that would maintain itself; it would destroy the the ruby in the middle. But I was just reading another article about how he made the first first conceptual experiments on lasers, and he actually shot the moon with it. Yeah, he did. Just to see if he could, you know, see the light, I guess. So, the idea that Tesla would be killed for his particle beam weapon by Yugoslavia or by the Russians is,
0: I'm going to say, busted. Honestly, don't think it was built. I mean, if anything, it wasn't as powerful. If they built it, it didn't do exactly what they wanted it to do. Because if it would have changed, I mean, things would have changed a whole lot more. The way he described it, you know, they could have already attacked us with that thing back then in World War II. Okay, well, (laughs) you know.
1: In World War II, there are allies, so they wouldn't have attacked us with that at the at the time. Uh, since then, through the Cold War and through modern warfare, and- let's see
0: right here. Mm-hmm? Okay, interest came from the Soviet Union, and in 1937, Tesla presented a plan to the Armtag Trading Corporation in New York City, which handled trade with the Soviet Union. Two years later, in 1939. Part of the prototype was tested in the USSR and tested to receive payment of $25,000. Mm-hmm. Yep. But by then, the Soviet Union had allied itself with Nazi Germany in 19... The Russians 39... allied
1: themselves with Nazi Germany? Where at one point, they did. I Maybe I need to do more study into World War II,
0: but that comes as... Then A while, shock to me. While Tesla's death beam did not see the light of day in World War II, during the Cold War, both the U.S. and Soviet Union's worked on charged particle beams. That's the whole the Star Wars, <laughs> right? Right. Came
1: in. And at that point, we were also building nuclear arsenals. Hiroshima showed us that
0: <laughs> these new bombs—they're pretty cool. Well, they were hoping to use the beams to shoot down those missiles.
1: <laughs> right. Right. But nobody fired. No. Nobody launched nuclear weapons. So nobody used the beam. So nobody needed to use the beam, and nobody. It's, it's a cold war secrecy is most important in fact your enemy not knowing you have the beam makes it more powerful and effective
0: like, yeah should we risk should, so they wouldn't yeah
1: they wouldn't want us to know if they had a working anti-nuke beam and the same if we had one we wouldn't want them to know and we've kind of been in a standoff ever since then that's true So we could both have them and not know it. Nobody knows. And so let me make this suggestion to you. This is pure supposition on my part. Okay. I have no proof of this whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But only this month, there was a... Are you talking about the Hawaii scare? The Hawaiian bomb scare. In case you've been living under a rock, the warning klaxons came on over Hawaii saying that there was an incoming missile that everyone needed to hide under their chairs Ducking and cover, yeah kiss their ass goodbye and for, uh, for like almost an hour for, were... over over 40 I think 47 minutes these went on and but before someone was able to turn them off and the uh, the story that's been given to the public is that during a shift change somebody pushed the wrong button and set the alarms on i don't believe that for a
0: second <laughs> but who's pushing buttons don't push the buttons for 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 the 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 nuclear right in order to set them off you need warning klaxons
1: to get off you you gotta have more safety procedures than just some guy with a button i don't
0: think that that's it's not like a fire alarm you can pull on a building
1: i i have to assume and we'll probably find out eventually that there's actually two buttons on two sides of the room Mm the two guys have to agree to hit something to that effect i don't believe that it was a that it was a false alarm
0: and probably somebody else, like, in, I don't know, wherever, Cape Canaveral or whatever, you know, some that's not actually in Hawaii. They would have been, they would have known something was going on if a missile was launched at, right, you know, right. somewhere, Uh-oh. you know.
1: And so, like I said, pure supposition on my part. But if it wasn't a false alarm and a missile really was launched, mm-hmm. probably from North Korea, that's what we all assume. It would have taken about 15 minutes to get to Hawaii, but obviously didn't make it. Right, right. So what happened?
0: Did you say someone, a boat, some fishermen or somebody on a boat claimed they saw something? About 100 miles
1: east of Hawaii, there were some pleasure fishermen on a fishing boat, and they saw an explosion in the sky. They they didn't know about the missile warning at the time because they were not, you know, anywhere near Hawaii. But they saw an explosion in the sky that was never explained.
0: So you're saying maybe a a death ray beam shot that missile out of the sky. I'm saying
1: we have a lot to thank Nikola Tesla for already. (laughs) Maybe this is one more thing that we can say. And and maybe it's the Russians who shot it out. I mean, they don't want to start. They don't want to see a a nuclear exchange start between us and North Korea any more than they want to start a nuclear exchange with anybody. Nobody wants any of that to happen. No, they do not. So whether we shot it down or they shot it down... Somebody shot it down. It got shot down with technology that is not publicly known, and this would this could be one of those secret technologies. Or or it had
0: a self destruct button that someone used.
1: Do you think the North Korean self destructed it? I don't know. If they're crazy enough to launch it, (laughs) hey, it's. That's another theory, I it guess. It could
2: have fallen apart after it launched. Yeah, that's true. That, you know, bad,
1: bad. Also true. Also true. My story's better.
0: That's true. I My like your story better. better. It's true. My story does fit in with what we're
1: talking about. But, but
2: the North Koreans are sort of known to, to set up these sort of Potemkin village type displays of military might. And then when you get close enough, you realize that it's sort of, you know, spray painted cardboard.
0: <laughs> Smoke and mirrors. Yeah.
1: That uh, Yes, that's true, too.
0: Although... One thing I noticed that they mentioned his book, Tesla, he did not believe in atomic energy. He did not believe in it. He didn't think it was possible. <laughs> um,
2: he also didn't find Einstein's theories to be yeah, con- like, particularly
1: sound. He didn't agree with them. Well, we're, we're challenging Einstein's theories now, too. So, okay. I mean, if we're going to get into a discussion about who's more intelligent, Einstein or <laughs> Tesla, Einstein says
0: Tesla was more intelligent. <laughs> I believe it. I'm just. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying, but the fact. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm saying Tesla wasn't correct all the time. He didn't think atomic energy was possible, I and mean, we have. We have it. Mm. You know, mm. kind of thing. But you know, he's still brilliant and probably the most intelligent man. But he wasn't always right. And plus, he fell in love with a pigeon. So go 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 for go with that. But, How many pigeons have you met? Not very many personally. But maybe the right one is out there for you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm partial to parakeets. <laughs> Aww, I'm kidding. They're prettier. You romantic. <laughs> Actually, I'm not a bird person at all. So.
2: No, me neither. I think they're hideous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, Baby what else birds look like sly stacks. Okay, let's talk about the assassination itself. They, first, they were trying to say the Germans did it. Well, that that didn't come up till episode four, right? And it was the most compelling theory, kind of. Kind of made sense. At least the at least we knew. That the Nazis didn't have, right? The plans because everybody else and they, already they had. Wa-
0: they wanted it. They wanted the plans. Right. And yeah, but yeah, they had this whole the picture of this old man and picture of this Nazi guy, and they did a comparison. And I think they well, should we tell it? Should we spoil spoiler
1: it? alerts? Spoilers. Even <laughs> they, the show admits it wasn't the same guy, right? Not they, the Germans. They, <laughs> they made up this story about how Tessa's top assassin. Faked his own death so he could sneak into the U.S. and kill Tesla. And they had pictures of the, some old guy still living that was supposed to be that same guy.
0: It was not that guy. Nope, not that guy. According, and that doesn't, according, according to an expert who compared the photos.
1: And when you watch the show, you're you're going to look at those pictures and go, that's not the same guy. Right? Not nah. So. No. But uh, that doesn't mean the Russians couldn't have done it. Just not with the that Germans. guy. Uh, Ger- Germans, excuse me. The schnazis. They still might have sent someone else, I guess. You'd still have to find some more arguments mm-hmm. to make. <laughs> Episode 4 came out with, with the most compelling information that can't be immediately disproved by a Google search. Yes, the U.S. government took all documents and the safe. It, it Just tons and tons of documents. Right, yeah, a lot of it. And when the Serbians got them, they noticed some, pieces, some parts were missing. Right. But like, Did the Americans like said, hold I... on to them? Yes, they did.
0: Of course they did, but but also, but according to like I said, according to his his nephew, there was pieces, there was parts missing before the government even got to him.
1: And that's interesting because
0: I didn't run across that before. Some notebook of his and Mm -hmm. some other papers, they Mm -hmm. those were missing before anybody got to the safe for his nephew.
1: When I say the U.S. government withheld documents and did not send them back to (laughs) Serbia, that's not presumption. That's true facts. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Because, and and this is another thing that the show didn't didn't Google. But before Barack Obama left office, mm-hmm. he declassified a whole bunch of documents from, you know, the 40s and early. and you can, uh, FBI documents. Mm-hmm. And you can go to FBI's website and go to those documents and do a search for Nikola Tesla. And it's there. And there's a pile of stuff. Now, some of it's been redacted. There's right. black marks and some of it's just unreadable. But for 40 years, 50, many years since Tesla's death, FBI has been swearing up and down. adamantly that they did not have any documentation, from nikola tesla
0: <laughs> but yeah they just released
1: it and oh oh wait oh yeah the, oh this those stuff. what are you talking about those papers we didn't have those we didn't have the documents we had copies of the documents yeah
0: it was copies of the documents <laughs> not the originals Jeez, we sent those to serbia yeah oh, sure you did sure you
1: did <laughs> so, i mean
0: it makes sense though i mean if they they it makes sense that they would have copied them at the very least anyway just because you know? well, okay all right why yeah. wouldn't they so they, so say that whether yeah, so whether, like, whether, whether yeah, we have were, them. No, you can't have them. <laughs> right, whether they were useful or not, they you know it would make sense to make copies of them before they sent them off. You know, sent them sure. off to Serbia. You know? It's
1: the denial that yeah, that it's silly. Well, is that's ridiculous. You know,
0: government spooks—they deny everything, don't they? <laughs> Most of the time. But
1: uh, on the show, as as they are finding more information about the the particle beam, w- one of the cliffhangers is oh, we've got all these new documents and we're learning all this new stuff, but pieces are still missing. Like. They're why, online. Why don't you Google it? <laughs> right, they're probably online. What's
0: the matter with you? <laughs> I mean, unless the pieces they're talking about that are missing are the ones that they said were missing in the safe before the government took them.
1: Maybe, you but know. we're not we're not given any indication that they even
0: looked. That's true. They, they are. and they're this
1: like... this is a show that is just coming out
0: now. The fourth
1: episode came out last week, mm-hmm. so it's not like this happened before Barack Obama left
0: office. This is true. So, yeah, they're there. <laughs> they're out there. <laughs> Well, they're trying to—I don't know. It's—it's it's a TV show, obviously, so they're trying to build tension Ugh. and whatnot, which is silly because it's supposed to—if it's supposed to be a documentary—stick to the facts, <laughs> stick to the truth. Yeah, it's <laughs> don't build up unnecessary tension like that. It, it's know? the
1: worst kind of TV.
2: Geraldo in the vault.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. It, it, it was—it's a lot of that. I don't
0: know how many episodes there are total, but I, I'm just curious at the end what they build and going to call the death ray you know, what they finish off with, you know what I mean, <laughs> what the final result is. That's the only reason I'm going to watch it, is to see what the guys build in Conroe, Texas. <laughs> because if it's a, if it's as big as they say, as Tesla said it was going to do and all the stuff they can do, they can wipe out Texas with it if they're not careful.
1: You're right. And Erica found a, an article, I think she's searching for it right now, that somebody else is asking that exact same question. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens if they do build the, the particle <laughs> beam? Weapon by the end of the show. They now have. Then a, what happened? They now have a
0: weapon of mass destruction <laughs> in their backyard.
2: Yeah, pretty sure that's not going to happen. Exactly. <laughs>
1: and and that's what the the writer of that article said too. It's like that's not
0: no. Yeah, no, not, no, not going to happen. <laughs> but I'm curious to see what they come up with in the end. Anyway,
1: they could build a Tesla coil, and that surprised me because those guys in Conroe did not come across to me as. The, the brightest <laughs> minds
0: of science. Man, we, should, we, should have Dan, we should have Daniel <laughs> to discuss this with him.
2: <laughs> I don't think he would have the patience to probably watch not. that show. Yeah,
0: probably not. He'd probably be tearing his hair out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, I mean, I don't yeah. know jack about science, but that show was making me crazy. They just kept re- showing the same footage of, oh, look, we blew this up. Oops, we blew that up. Oh, we broke right. this. Yep, we,
0: we, we both use. Or, oh, yeah, we need, blew a battery, Christ yeah.
1: almighty, guys. I can't think of anything else to tear into. Uh, what was the name of that show again?
0: Tesla's Death Ray A Murder undoc- or undeclassified, A Murder Declassified.
1: On the Discovery Channel. By all means, if any of this has sparked an interest that you want to subject yourself to this show now you know about it i don't think we're going to talk about it again even Probably though not, there'll be no. more than four episodes but
0: ugh. i might mention the conclusion when it happens oh but that's okay. about it you know was like yep yeah, they, they built it or they didn't they nope nope they built some something but not the death ray i don't know we'll see
1: as an aside on the topic of tesla the current wars
0: we've been mentioning them for the
1: last yeah, few weeks i've been able,
0: I've been able to I've, i have un, been unable to locate a copy or a good stream. Right. So. right, and you're not going to, Erica found oh, it over the weekend.
2: Well, apparently, it was a Weinstein Studios' uh, oh. release, Okay. and uh, the Weinstein company is delaying.
0: So they're not releasing anything right now. Mm-mm.
2: Right, they just don't want to put it out right now because one of the stars, Benedict Cumberbatch, came out very hard, very firmly against, what's his name, Weinstein and all of his sexual depravities and abuses of young women
1: and good for him for that good for him
2: yeah Yeah. way to go
1: i'd be concerned if you hadn't really at this point Mm -hmm.
2: but you know in light of the very strong statement of the starring actor in a weinstein properties production they're gonna go ahead and and hold off on distributing it for a while just because the publicity would be unpleasant at the moment okay yeah so they were shooting
1: for like later in the year
2: Uh, It's undisclosed, undecided. just go away. Sometime in 2018. And unfortunately, it's just due to the uh, production company being sort of in the doghouse at the moment. Right.
0: Well, on a lighter note, though, (laughs) in the book, (laughs) Tesla mentions robots and robots of the future and how robots are going to do menial tasks and replace the slave class or what, blah, blah, blah kind of thing. There is a comic book called Atomic Robo. I love Atomic Robo. It is silly and funny and it's just a good time it is a robot that was built by tesla you know and it and they go on adventure science you know science adventures and whatnot and it's just hilarious i highly recommend it it's just a good fun read all around (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's my little on a lighter note there i think that i think we're pretty much time to wrap it up let's cue the music all right This is a test of the Steampunk Dollhouse emergency
2: broadcast system. The podcasters you are listening to, in cooperation with Library Agent Bluestocking, have developed this system to keep you informed in the event of a library incursion. This is only a test. If this has caught your attention, you're instructed to tune in to the Steampunk Dollhouse, available on iTunes and most other podcatchers, for an in-depth and detailed breakdown of steampunk literature and how it applies to the current state of affairs, in America and around the world. These are the discussions that need to be had, but you definitely won't be bored. My name is Blue Stocking, I'm a steampunk librarian, and I've got a microphone. I'll keep reading your rights for as long as you keep listening. This concludes this test of the Steampunk Dollhouse Emergency Broadcast System. Blue Stocking out.
0: a good complexion to all women who desire beauty until further notice we will send you a 30-day daily treatment of dr campbell's safe arsenic complexion wafers and a 30-day daily treatment of Foud's medicated arsenic soap for one dollar these world famous preparations are a never failing remedy for bad blood pimples freckles blackheads moth patches liver spots acne redness of face and nose wrinkles dark rings under the eyes and all other blemishes whether on the face, neck, arms, or body. They brighten and beautify the complexion as no other remedies on earth can, and they do it in a very short time. They impart to the complexion the most exquisite fairness and make the skin clear, soft, and velvety. Until further notice, we will send you the wafers and soap as stated above for $1. After this offer is withdrawn, the price will be $1 for the wafers and 50 cents for the soap. Address and call on HB Fowl Department A, 214 6th Avenue, New York. Sold by drugists everywhere. Okay, and we're back. We just played um the final countdown by Architect, originally made by Europe. The band Europe. <laughs> not this not the country. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. architect has definitely been around. We saw them live once in uh Houston. More than uh, Pal- once. Palooza.
1: Yeah. I've seen them at Maker Fair, Fair. Oh, yeah. in Austin here. And and they were also on uh America's Got Talent. Yes, they were, yeah. Uh, and you can watch those videos on YouTube. Architect is known for playing through paired Tesla coils, which you just listened to. Hence why they're relevant to
0: this show. Yeah, they're local. Right? Yeah, they're yeah, local Texas they sure people, are. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. All right, on to what's coming up. First thing on our list is, I have it right here, there's a play called Quill's. Join us on Cox Playhouse in downtown Plano. Starts on February 9th and continues to March 3rd for Quills by Dallas native Doug Wright. A new doctor is in charge of Sheraton, but can he silence the asylum's most notorious inmate? The infamous Marquis de Sade, winner of the Kesselring Prize for Best New American Play and the Obie Award for Outstanding Achievement in Playwriting. This graphic battle of wills and examination of censorship is intended for mature audiences only. Sets up in Plano, starts February 9th.
2: All right. Sounds interesting. In Austin, on February 10th, we will have Darwin Day, Austin, 2018, at the JJ Pickle Research Center.
0: You went to that last year, didn't
2: you? Yes, we did. It's just right up on Burnett Road. It says the Center for Inquiry Austin presents a free event to celebrate the 209th anniversary of Charles Darwin's birth. There will be something for everyone. Fun learning activities for children and teens, fascinating lectures and trivia contests for adults, professional development credit for teachers, and birthday cake. We went last year. We had a really good time. They had a lot of different displays and demonstrations about uh, natural history and skeletons and microbes and plants and animals and bugs and if you're interested in the natural world this is a really cool hands on kind of learning experience.
1: It's definitely kid friendly. There are a lot of things for kids to do and a lot of interesting things for everybody to see including (laughs) casts from dinosaurs showing you know evolutionary steps from dinosaur bones to to compare to that same bone for animals today, there was a, a uh, discussion on natural selection that was more adult-themed, but very, very <laughs> interesting. You know, very erudite, uh, not <laughs> n- n- nothing freaky, yeah, but kind of freaky. I don't know. It <laughs> was it was cool. There was just a lot of things to learn for any age if you're interested in evolutionary theory and that sort of thing
2: bugs plants rocks
1: the natural sciences
0: animals live bugs live bugs live plants yeah live rocks wait <laughs> yeah if you want to touch a cockroach and no i do not want to touch a cockroach <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right what else uh
1: wait. then i've got on february 24th also in austin the alphabots release party The Alphabots is finally here. Book release party with the Impossible Winterborn. Saturday, February 24th from 7 to 9 p.m. The Alphabots is a fully illustrated robot alphabet book. The project was over four years in the making, and thanks to a successful Kickstarter campaign last year, the Alphabots will now be available to everyone. The steampunk-fueled alphabet journey is the brainchild of international street artist the Impossible Winterborn. His robot head sculptures can be seen by those with a keen eye, stealthily planted through the city under bridges and on the sides of buildings or sign, uh, street signs. We'll have the original Winterborn sculptures and mixed-media collage featuring the Alphabots on display for the event. Meet the artist behind the book and pick up an autographed copy of your, for your collection. I discovered the Alphabots and the Impossible Winterborn before Christmas, after Steampunk November uh, this last year while going through a, a local artist market. And I was like, this guy is amazing. Uh, definitely remarkable and should have been at Steampunk November. But that's okay. This is a great opportunity to discover this artist and find out what he's about. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Cool.
1: On March 10th, also
0: in nope. Austin. Are, March did I jump 2nd, ahead.:
2: Robots versus Dinosaurs Wild West Steampunk Fest. All right, we jumped ahead. Just because you're not going. All right, Wild West Con 7 is coming up on March 2nd. This year's theme ties right on in with Darwin Day and AlphaBots. The theme is robots versus dinosaurs. It's all
1: planned that way.
2: <laughs> and uh, Wild West Con is located in Tucson, Arizona, so it's a bit of a trip. Um, if you want to find more information, it's at www.wildwestcon.com, and it is March 2nd to the 4th in
0: Tucson, Arizona. Okay, now it's my turn. Yep. On March 10th, is 2018 Best of Texas Hot Air Balloon Festival. Here in Austin, here's the details. Bring the entire family in and come enjoy Austin's only, only hot air balloon festival, the Best of Texas, held on a large polo field just minutes from downtown. Join dozens of vendors, chefs, local musicians, artists, cooking demonstrations, pop-up art galleries, plus food and alcohol tasting partners. We are capping this exclusive event to a limited number of attendees, so all tickets must be purchased in advance and online. Kids under three are free, not just about the balloons. The day will include live music, a wine tasting tent, a Battle of the Chefs tasting competition, polo matches, and a kid's play area. VIP passes include private bars, a catered lunch, center field access to balloon lunches and polo matches, a catered lunch, and a Best of Texas dinner on the field with the pilots and the players. So it sounds like there's a lot going on. Um, general passes for, people, for children for 21 and under are $16.59. No. No, over, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Under is 11.39 dollars <laughs> thirty nine cents. VIP passes are one hundred forty one dollars and thirty nine cents. But that included a lot of stuff. You got fed. You had a catered lunch. You have private bars. You have a center field access to the balloon and a catered lunch on the field with the pilots and the players of the. I guess I'm assuming that the balloons and the polo matches. <laughs> this will be really interesting.
1: I've never heard of this site before. It is uh, looking at the map just north of Manor, Texas. So technically in Austin, but you're right on the outskirts. Um, yeah, I can imagine a bunch Wells of balloons Branch. in the middle
0: of town. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's kind of weird. But interesting,
0: very interesting. But yeah, so if you want to go, you got to buy your tickets in advance. It's very limited. It's going to be limited access, so buy your tickets in advance.
1: And you can find where to buy them through their event page linked below this on our Facebook page. I think that wraps everything up. Yeah, I think we've covered everything. Uh, thank you for listening we're taking on this uh this new year uh
0: face first yep and uh we already got plans for our next uh episode once again you can find us on facebook texas theme punk connection you can now find us on twitter you can find us on youtube we we have a we have an email Connection at gmail.com so talk to us tell us what you think tell us what you want to hear do you have any suggestions out there anybody you want us to talk to we're always looking for show ideas. Yep, yep. Give, us a, give us your opinion of Tesla. Do you know something about Tesla that we didn't talk about that seemed relevant? The, the, <laughs>
1: there's a lot more to talk there's about. There's a Tesla. lot to
0: talk about, I'm sure. But did we, did we miss anything about what we did talk about? Was there some key point that we missed? Let us know. Once again, thanks for listening. And until next time. Mind, mind your, your ages. ages.
1: This has been the Texas Steampunk Connection, version 3.0.
2: Opening and closing music by Tricyclo Circus Band. Excusez moi.
0: Thank you for joining us. We hope to see you out about one of our adventures. Or to join you on yours.
1: We welcome your correspondence. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, FanboyTV.com, or your favorite podcast outlet.
0: Until next time, Mind Your gauges. gauges. Excusez
1: Well, now then, then we're gonna we're gonna talk about upcoming events after the. All right, music. that's
0: right, that's right. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back for, for we'll, we'll for cut this more out. <laughs>